0: My name's Red, and I want to tell you about the Transformers.
1: My curiosity is aroused. Oh, These fools worship Transformers. Decepticons, transform and rise up.
2: Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. Arrest. Guys, welcome back to another cyberific episode of Fanholes Transformers Tuesdays. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek Derek WC. i C. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and joining me tonight, rolling out with me tonight, are two two count them two of my fellow Fanholes. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, it's me, Michael. Uh hey guys it's Tony and me Grimlock have minced the card. Roar! All right, yeah, so actually this is this is partially by request but also we were sort of planning it, you know, in the long run to begin with, but um We are discussing tonight the first season of the show Transformers Cyberverse, and this is the latest and greatest Transformers cartoon that is currently airing on Cartoon Network, and you can also see it online pretty easily on the YouTube channel. I think it's on the Cartoon Network YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken. And there are about 18 or so episodes. They're not a big-time investment. I mean, these are of the... The ADHD era of cartoons. It's like they're all 10 minutes apiece. It's, it's, you know, for me, I I bring up things that I am familiar with, but it seems like all cartoons are sort of now marketed like this, but it reminds me of the sort of Teen Titans Go Justice League action model where, you know, the cartoons can't even be 22 minutes anymore to, to keep kids you know, entertained, like the the most they can sit down and stay still for is like 10 minutes, I guess now. So these are all 10 minute cartoons. And they mainly focus on, I guess, probably because of corporate synergy mandate, they focus on Bumblebee and Windblade. And they're the heroic protagonists who are Earthbound, and they're searching for the arc full of their comrades, the Autobots, while trying to narrowly evade the the forces of the Decepticons that are hunting them down. And that is about as brief and as uh, uh, written on the fly of a synopsis as you're going to get as far as Cyberverse goes. Um, And I, uh, you know... I'm joined tonight by my fellow fan hosts to discuss Cyberverse, and I, I think all all we really had planned was, I mean, I, I sort of wrote down some notes for myself and everything, and I'm sure everybody else has as well, but I mean, I, I figure we can kind of go through it, but I mean, my my initial impressions were not good, I guess, because, you know, the the first couple episodes I thought were kind of a slog to get through, like, I wasn't... I wasn't really sure about the show, and I think what really turned me around, and the thing I'm going to be most positive about as we discuss the show tonight, was by the third episode, you're introduced to flashbacks on Cybertron. And these, to me, are my favorite part of the show, and I think it reveals a lot of character and backstory, and you're not limited to the confines of... Bumblebee and Windblade fight, you know, Decepticon Seeker of the Week, like, formulaic stuff. It's, you know, you get to see different things that are related to, you know, Cybertron and the Transformers. And also, I I feel like this is as close as they can get to the IDW Transformers universe without... Getting too heavy-handed, you know, with with some of the yeah. subject matter and themes, but but it has just enough of the frosting, just enough of the flavor to, to be interesting. The
1: whole idea is that like Bumblebee's amnesiac, and to find the arc, they have to delve into his memories to figure out what what happened. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And so so I think that's that's to to me at least has been the the, the primarily the most enjoyable part of the show. But what 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 about you guys? Like, do you? What were your initial impressions? Like, I know Tony, I sort of had to twist your arm to, to like watch oh, yeah. this in the first place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Or,
1: um, yeah. Like, I'm going to sound like a, a crusty old man, but it's okay because I am. I thought this was going to be really kiddie, and and make no mistake, there is definitely this is definitely not a show that is super mature, but after watching like after a couple episodes, it is competently written. It's not insulting, which that I appreciate. You know, it's not a Beast Wars level writing, but it's it's not bad. It's not as bad as I thought. We sat through machinima for Christ's sakes. I can handle Cyberverse. I I will say that like some of the things I I did appreciate after watching it for a bit was Wimblade comes off really well in this series. And uh, like, I didn't really like her in Robots in Disguise that much, so that's cool. Uh, and, like, yeah, the flashbacks, like, I, I would go as far to say they're, like, the bread and butter of this show. Like, without that, you wouldn't really have a show. Yeah. you just have them, you know, like you said, fighting the Decepticon the of the week. So, but uh, I, I will say, after you kind of got me to watch it, I was tuning in every week when they put up new episodes. So, you know what I mean? Hey, they got me. So, you know, it, it went from a apathetic screw this to you know this isn't bad i'll give it a shot you know i'm I'm, I'm enjoying the ride so far
0: yeah i mean the the fact that the episodes are only 10 minutes long i was kind of like well i guess i'll watch it that's not much too much of a commitment and like i guess you know because it's you know the adhd generation of cartoons or whatever like The the editing on them is a bit distracting to me because it's really fast. Like even even the I feel like even the dialogue and stuff is like real like it feels like almost sped up at times. Like Mm. everything goes by so fast. Yeah. Like I, I think I agree with both, you know, Tony and you, Derek, that like the flashbacks are probably the strongest part of the show. And, uh, like, you know, I, I enjoyed seeing, like, filling in the mythology of this universe, basically. And, and they do take a lot of good parts from, like, the IDW comics and kind of make them manifest here. And, and certainly, like, Windblade's portrayal here is definitely taken from, like, her more favorable, like, IDW characterization, where she's, you know, she's a, a delegate from Caminus and, and she's not a super, like, ultimate warrior like she was on, like, Robots in Disguise or a, you know, bloodthirsty murder machine or whatever uh, w- that she was, like, on Machitama. And so, like, you <laughs> know, uh yeah, like, uh, I, I think she comes off really well. I, I do think Bumblebee is super annoying when he can't talk in the present-day, like, things, but hopefully, like, I think we were talking about before this episode started, that I mean, maybe season two will rectify that. I don't know, like, what do you guys think of, like, you know, most characters are basically, you know, have the same like, general, like, feel as their classic G1 selves, but what do you guys think of, like, Grimlock on this show? Because I feel like he's a very different take on the character. When the civilized wave fails, sometimes one has to call upon a little friend called... Force. The FORCE! Um, he,
1: he is kind of Hard to to take it first because if you if you are a G one fan, you know Grimlock is either dumb or he is not dumb, but he appears dumb. Like some people say that his speech pattern is is a glitch or whatever. But here he is very intelligent when he's not a dinosaur, and he even has like a British accent. And he, it, how's the best way to put it? If if you're going to be a crusty old man like me, throw that out the window. Just be like, this is not my Grimlock, but it's not supposed to be my Grimlock. This is Cyberverse Grimlock. This is what he is. You can hate on it and think it's stupid, or just go along with it. And you know there'll be another Grimlock in another show, and then he'll probably be stupid. So, you know, like you you, you know either you accept it or or you let it stick in your craw and you get pissed off about
2: it. Well, part of part of my I guess, journey with the show is realizing, like, it takes a really long-ass time to get to Grimlock. Like, I mean, they don't really find him until, like, episode 15 of, like, an 18-episode season. So so there's that. Like, I mean, yeah, you're introduced to him in some flashbacks here and there, but I feel like you don't really see or understand the character in his entirety until you get to that sort of Grimlock spotlight episode, so to speak. But to answer your question, like, I guess the way I I was taking it, and I, I took it a couple different ways, but I kind of see it as like a, a smart beast going slowly dumb in X-Factor or like a Bruce Banner Hulk type scenario. Like, because, like, that, there's that cool sequence where him and Bumblebee are in this plane and they leap out. And it kind of reminded me of, like, the Ultimates where, like, Bruce Banner just, like, leaps out of the, the plane and turns into the Hulk. It's kind of like this scene they swiped from the, the Hulk movie, you know, in in uh, the cinematic universe. Like, and it's kind of the same thing. Like, the, the, the erudite kind of sounding Grimlock, you know, leaps out of the plane, but then he transforms into the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And when he's in that mode, he is you know, a more base, you know, he, he he's, he's, he's got the smaller dinosaur brain and he's, he's very narrow minded and everything. But when he lands, it's like, he's this powerful force and everything. So, I mean, I can see why people would, would look at that and on first impression be completely turned off to it. But I got to admit, like, that's, that's not something that bothers me, I don't think. And I think even some of the things that might bother me in this show, like, they're they're fairly easy to dismiss. I mean, you could sit there and kind of go like, well, you know, Thundercracker is certainly not borrowed from the IDW-verse. He seems kind of bland and generic, just another soldier to punch, right? And you could be like, oh, woe is me. Why don't we have a, a fully tweaked and fleshed out, you know, Thundercracker or whatever. But you know what? It's like... This is not exactly the IDW verse. This is its own thing, so I'm 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 kind of okay with that. Like I I think part of it too is even though he's he he's a little more avant garde as you know he's kind of a scientist and kind of a, a little more intelligent than you'd expect Grimlock to be. He also has that aspect of like the 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 Hercules or you know in in Avengers or the. The, the batman brave and the bold Aquaman where he is kind yeah, of a he's
1: very hard. yeah he,
2: he is kind of a braggart you know he he's about telling stories and 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 kind of embellishing his accomplishments as well so i mean you know it's it, it, it is a departure it is a different take on grimlock but it's not like i mean you know with with the the Bay former movies and then robots in disguise i mean you've had you've had a couple different takes on on grimlock here so i don't i don't think it's anything to lose your mind over or anything i, I think it's fun
1: i i think after uh, a bit too if you get into the story and like grow fond of the show like you actually start to enjoy that grimlock you know you're yeah, like yeah i i like this version i actually do like this version i i kind of like like what you said you put it put it best he really is kind of like bruce banner and the hulk you know he's really smart and almost uh Witty and clever when he's, you know, human mode. I guess. You would yeah, say. yeah, in bot mode, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then when he turns into the beast, you know, yeah, he, he, you know, if you really love your old G1 Grimlock, when he's when he's a Tyrannosaurus, he is pretty much G1 Grimlock.
0: Yeah. He turns into a beast. Not, thankfully, not the beast. Ah, yeah, right. yes, yes. <laughs> good, good, good catch. Yes, very true. But well, like, what, what,
1: what, what, what did you think of
0: it, Mike? Since you you brought it up. Like it took me a couple episodes to get used to him, but yeah, I, I generally think it's a it's a it's a good and healthy idea to reinvent characters every so often, while still, you know, it still is the has the core of Grimlock, where you know he's you know a brutish guy that hides like an intellect, basically. It's just a little more extreme and probably easier for you know the the target audience to understand, basically and i mean like a, a lot of the other characters i feel like are pretty faithful to their original like you know g1 like characterizations like i i i kind of like the shockwave from this show like and cuz you know he shows up he's a big deal he's a badass um i i feel like they don't they don't go too much into it but like i feel like they 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 hint at a lot of like internal Decepticon politics and like strife almost a little bit towards the end there where, you know, shockwave and Starscream kind of seem to be at odds and stuff. And, you know, uh, like, uh, what's her face? Uh, slipstream is all like, you know, nervous about having, you know, shockwave on earth. And then, you know, she kind of notices, like, Starscream calls, and he's all, like, you know, what's Shockwave doing there? Like, this is my like job, or whatever, you know. Like, there's there's a lot of, like, cool, like, I think hints, at not not full-on, but hints at, like, inter, like, uh, deceptive, interfaction, like, politics, I guess, going on. Well, yeah, and, well, not only that, but, like, I think it'd be
1: safe to say that, like, originally, at least how it seemed to be presented to me, um, you know, Slipstream and her seekers trying to take down Bumblebee and Windblade almost seemed like like busy work. Like, you know, almost it was like, I'm not really we're not really worried about Bumblebee and Windblade. You we know you can handle it, you know, basically. But obviously they can't. They seem to be having trouble. And then, you know, like it's up to Shockwave to actually try to step in. And it seems for a minute that they're they're doing grunt work,
2: you know? You you also kind of get the vibe that that Shockwave has his own agenda that doesn't align necessarily with Starscream's fleet, even though he's, he's laying the groundwork for them to, to show up. But it, 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 it seems like he probably has his own machinations. And if he had to like divert Starscream's fleet to achieve his own goals, he probably would.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that, that is definitely an IDW kind of uh, vibe as far as plans within plans within plans within plans, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I I do like how um the Seekers are basically used as, like, the foot soldiers, but, like, each Seeker seems to be an individual character, basically, like, it's not like a situation like prime had where the Viacons were just kind of you know generic like foot soldiers or whatever it seems like every different colored seeker could be a, a like you know unique character
2: i don't know though they, they they it's like some of them seem unique but then like they they have those like generic molds for autobots and decepticons i think for the purposes of like 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 something i noticed about this show is and and maybe i'm reading too much into it but it's like characters like alpha trion show up pass on the matrix and and pretty much die on screen and so like there's there's like clips of when they go into the the flashbacks of the war on cybertron like megatron sitting there holding in my mind the corpses of these generic autobot grunts like you know for lack of a better term you know gi joe took like the character design for grunt and on the cartoon there were like you know 500 of those guys in suits running around, you know, loading up Jeeps and tanks and shit like that. It's like, yeah, Grunt was a character with his own personality, but there were, like, 500 other guys that looked like him. And it seemed like they each had their own, you know, Seeker, Decepticon, and and Autobot bot molds of those generic types. And it seems like, you know, if Prime, you know, quote-unquote killed a bunch of those generic seekers, like nobody would care. But I mean I see what you're saying. Like there there are a lot of seekers where they each have their own voice types and a lot of them have specific names and everything and all those characters are individuals as opposed to like it, some at least kind of group. Yeah, some kind of collective or whatever. Well you you were talking about uh inner
1: inner uh departmental, I guess, uh Bickering, uh, Thunderwing. That's even true with the Seekers. they like, it's a little different though, because like some of them seem like they want to, you know, get Slipstream's job, and others are like just begging for attention to like, you know, prove like, you know, like, Slipstream, I could do it. I could kill this thing. Like, did, did you like that? Did you like the fact that even the Seekers are kind of, you know, pushy towards you? I mean, it, it's the more na- like, you know, Thundercracker doesn't really have personality, but like, acid storm and 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 you know nova star and all that like they uh they, they seem to uh be vying for 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 favor either from slipstream or someone over
0: slipstream like i like i said the, the, the i like the fact that it seems like every single one of them except for maybe you know a couple instances of them clearly being generics so like could be a you know a, an actual character and they all both share the same kind of body type, so I'm sure there's some kind of competition between them. And the only thing is, like, I feel like Slipstream and I think it's Nova Storm. Nova like, Storm. Yeah, like I kept confusing them early on because they're both female seekers and they both have like the same kind of purplish like color scheme. Like Nova Storm is kind of more similar to like Skywarp's color scheme, but and Slipstream has her like more green in it. But like I kept confusing them cuz they were both like females and they both had the same, you know, colors. So like that that was one point where I was kind of like, uh, like but with the whole seeker concept but other than that and then and then of course you've got the whole thing where acid storm is a guy sometimes and a girl in other episodes which is you know clearly i'd imagine an animation oversight but you know Uh, I think
1: obviously if wiki to say it is that like they they accidentally kept swapping models yeah
0: yeah it seems like the writers are using that as like a backdoor like Diversity thing, like where they're like, no, that's the same character. he, she likes to like swap genders or something? Like, I'm like, okay. switch it up. Yeah. Uh,
1: speaking speaking of, uh, you know, just a fun little like, not it's not an Easter egg because it's a that's a character, but um, I'm, unless I am mistaken, Mike, uh, as far as animated shows, this is Acid Storm's first like legit. That is Acid Storm appearance,
0: right? Yeah, I think so. The show has uh, the first appearances of a few guys in animation. Like, I was happy to see Rack and Ruin, like, on one episode. Right. Like, yeah. And he seems to be a regular member of the crew. Yeah, so yeah. maybe he'll have a spotlight episode in season two or something.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I guess that should, that, that will be my question, you know, since, uh, you, you, one of your episodes that you point out, Mike, was the one that kind of got me on board. Um, at what point, uh, Bubblebee and, uh, Windblade, are having a flashback to uh, McAdams. No, it's Macadam's. McAdams. Uh. Adams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always said Macadam too. Like so, yeah. But I, they they say it in, or well, like it it feels like the first episode it came up, like Bumblebee was saying Mac
2: Adam. No, it's 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 Mac Adam. Like that's 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 technically how you'd pronounce the name because that's that's, the, that's a yeah, real name, know. but they just call it Mac Adams. But I mean, you know. I, I remember like I think there were a bunch of us that were just saying macadams but like you know it's it's probably you you would never call somebody macadam like that's I I don't think that's like a a name or whatever but but but, but it sounds more spacey yeah yeah that's fair enough it it sounds alien so yeah but yeah the the the, the question i posited
1: i'm positing is like you know we're introduced to who could be maybe Alchemist Prime, but he's just calling himself McAdams. And uh, one of the things I like that, that you know you kind of agreed with, Mike, after you took a second glance, he looks like Alchemist Prime, but there's also kind of a hint of Rung in there, too. And that got me on board, because Rung is one of my favorite characters. He does not act like Rung, not really. He's very uh, mysterious, and like he knows things. But he's also really friendly and genteel, except if you
2: start to cause trouble in his bar, then he's going to, you know, kick your ass. Yeah, I felt like he turned into, like, Omega Supreme or something off camera or whatever, with everybody, like, staring him down.
1: wow. There will be no fighting here. cannot stay here forever. <laughs> you can stay as long as
0: you like. I think he's cool, he, like he he adds a he adds something I guess. Like I feel like well first of all it's it's a concept that originated with like Simon Furman in the UK comics. So like I was like, you know, I was, you know, I'm tickled pink to see it actually made manifest in a cartoon. And like the other thing is Mac Adam is like a member of like a prime or a member of the 13 primes is something that I think first came up in Simon Furman's like ultimate guide to Transformers. And like, you know, no, I guess Hasbro must have really liked that because they seem to run with it like all the time. Like, yeah. And they, they eventually, you know, came up with Alchemist Prime and decided like Alchemist Prime became you know, Mac Adam, like eventually on Cybertron. So like, that's something I kind of, I dig. And uh, like, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, it just adds something to the mythology in general.
1: Yeah. I, I like the fact that, like I said, he knows stuff, He but, but he just doesn't drop knowledge on them. He, he does the whole, you know, <sighs> how's the best way to put it? The way he talks is like, he's already seen this happen. And then he's like, Oh, but wait, you know, that couldn't have happened yet. Right. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs>
2: Well, it's like it's like even when they even when they are on the hunt for Grimlock, it's like he dropped the clue to them, you know, a zillion years ago. But then now, when they're re-accessing Bumblebee's memory, that's the only time the clue to look for the King of Dinosaurs makes any sense to them, you know. Like it finally his 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 riddle and clue finally caught up to where they were in the present day, you know. But he dropped it on them like you know, super early. Uh, uh, Speaking of which, you know, uh, like I said, I was mainly wondering what you guys thought of uh, McAdam.
1: But also, like, uh, in my my advanced age, like I said, I'm a crusty old man. But you know what? I like to have fun. And it was really interesting that the bar scene was the, the rule of McAdams is no fighting. Can't fight. Leave that shit outside. You're welcome to come in. You can get drunk off your ass off injects, but leave it outside. And we see like transformers who are enemies, like karaoke, um having civil discussion, like even kind of palling around, even though they're on opposing sides. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. That's what well, I like.
2: That I, I mean, I, I took that as a pre-war flashback because I mean, Optimus is writing speeches for Megatron at that point. Like they're they're not they're not fighting yet. I mean. Soundwave's... Well, yeah, but Soundwave.
1: there's some who are definitely more, more surly than others. Yeah, you know?
2: but but Soundwave's getting jiggy with it in the bar, right? <laughs> like, I mean, he's not out there to, to kill Bumblebee or anything. It's like, it's only when they have the, the flashback to the sequence where Bumblebee is trying to, I guess, um, uh, liberate Drift from the Decepticon forces that Megatron comes in and he's all pissed off. And then that's when... When they have the showdown where they say, "Oh, no one fights in McAdams," you know like and 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 at that point, that that is a post-war flashback. but I think I think that sequence in in the first you know episode where we see it, I think it's like episode 10, you know it's called McAdams Oil House," like that that is to me a that portion was a pre-war flashback because prime is speech writing. For Megatron, at that point, I mean, they they still obviously were friends, and they believed in what each other were doing at that point. I mean, that, that that's what's kind of so, interesting. So is, it, is it fair to say that that was
1: that was probably Senator Shockwave?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would think so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
0: more or less. Yeah.
2: You know what I was going to ask, since since you brought up Shockwave, because because Mike was talking about it, was are you also kind of keen on the fact that Shockwave kind of. Turns into like a a, a tarantulas alt mode. Like, does that fit with your sensibility or not?
0: Yeah, he's got like a spider tank sort yeah, of alt yeah, mode. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks cool. I mean, you know, Shockwave. I mean, he turns into a space gun usually. Mm-hmm. But like, anytime he doesn't turn into a space gun, he, gun, he usually turns into some like completely like. Uh, abstract like alien thing like so like I, I mean it, it works for him. Yeah, he's been like a train tank. He's
1: been like a uh, four uh, treaded tank, like animated of uh, the Cy- not Cybertron Interjon. They, they they really do. I think when they design Shockwave for toys, uh, to do the robot first, and then they're like, yeah, then we'll make him turn into something. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, what, 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 yeah, what you you, you,
0: you just got to get the iconography of his robot mode right, like one eye, gun hand, and go, and figure the rest yeah. out on the fly. Yeah,
1: I, I will say that his like little creepy like spider drone like spies,
2: those were those were kind of cool. Like you know, and one of them plays a big role later on, like near the finale. Yeah, I thought in the the finale, it it also reminded me of Beast Wars because you had a series of two different, you know, good guy and bad guy factions like fighting in the volcano where the arc was, like almost over the arc. So like it kinda made me think of the, the season finale to Beast Wars season two, you know, like that that it was a similar type of feel. Yeah, you even get that like lava glow, like,
1: you know,
0: when they're fighting on the inside of yeah, yeah.
1: And I kinda run to Beast Wars 2, yeah. Because G one never did that. You would not have thought they were in a fucking volcano. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was there was never a moment in G one where like you know Spike and. Uh chip were playing like football or something and then chip falls into a lava flow or something like that. <laughs> what it loses his I'm legs. Like, i'm like what, why has it got to be chip that falls in? i thought you're gonna be all like
2: genteel and be like yeah they were playing football and the the pigskin accidentally got melted in the volcano no you straight up <laughs> you straight up went to to chip dying in the volcano <laughs>
0: well he, he had, well i was gonna say he lost his legs in the lava <laughs> or whatever so. Yeah, I that's, was thinking more not, like Chip, Chip was weird. sitting
2: there sunbathing in Mount St. Hillary and then he's surprised that the volcano flow went over his legs.
1: I, I was thinking more Morlot lies there like playing football in the arc and like you know uh Spike uh you know tosses it too high and like they're right near the lava flow and like Chip stands out of his wheelchair knocking it into the lava to catch it, and Spike's like, I knew it <laughs> <laughs>
2: Chip's a
0: fraud.
2: Do you guys like Speaking of annoying characters, do you guys like Shadow Striker? I'm, I'm like uh, revealing my hand or whatever, but I'm, I'm just curious. I,
1: I'm sure Mike could speak more about her, but like that is a name that is taken from the past, like a lot of stuff in here. She kind of got annoying to me, like just like she came off very much like out of all the bad guys, she really came off as the "Ooh, I'll get you, gadget" kind of bad guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I,
0: yeah, I, I think she's a little annoying. Her toe was like slightly stubbed. Slightly. I feel like, yeah, just, just, yeah. Just, just I mean, I guess, you know, it's cool for Bumblebee to have an arch nemesis or whatever, but like, I think I would have accepted someone like, you know, they could have animated barricade or something from the movies or, you know, Is given, it... you know, had Bumblebee have someone like, even it, Even if it had to be, like, you know, a a new character, like, I don't know. I mean, technically, she is a new character. I mean, yeah, Shadow Striker was a, what was it, a BotCon toy, Tony? Like, that that remold of uh, Sideburn or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, uh, I think they did two remolds. I think it was Shadow Striker and Roulette. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But yeah,
0: I mean, it's like again, it, like Rack and Ruin. It's a nice callback to the past, and like you know, it shows that the writers are, you know, probably looking on the wiki to find like concepts yeah. they can use. But yeah, I mean, she she made an impression on me, but it wasn't a, necessarily a good impression. Well, me. I mean,
2: I I also think the character kind of makes Bumblebee look stupid. You know, like where it, it it's cool for Bumblebee to have an arch nemesis, but is it cool for Bumblebee to let her? get away at every turn, like, just so, you know, her jigsaw, toe-stubbed ass can keep coming back and being a pain in the ass, like, I mean, I don't know, I, I, I like, I, I sort of got it, like, where he's like, okay, I felt bad the first time I disfigured you, so I'm gonna let you go this time, but then it's like, I don't know, how many more, you know, like, I don't know, it was weird, and then also she was, like, kicking the shit out of Grimlock in the finale, and I'm like, wait, why, why can you do that, like, what, you know, shouldn't there be, like, two or three more People <laughs> helping you out to do that, like I don't, I don't really get that. But.
1: She seems very unstable and impractical. And why is she like shockwaves, like favored, like assassin?
2: Well, I mean, it seemed like she was really good at being an assassin at first, but then when Bumblebee blew her up, then she became like this Mangala experiment, like crazy person who isn't that good anymore because it's like she she couldn't relearn how to be the same deadly assassin she used to be. Like, that That seemed like what they were conveying in her backstory. Like, that she's she she was the best, but now she's horribly crippled whether you realize that or not. I mean, I, I, I think it's a little overdone, but, I mean, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty obvious, like, that she's this kind of mishmash, like she's this patchwork Cybertronian person, and that's why... Yeah, yeah, and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, no wonder she can't shoot straight anymore. She's got big fat fingers on one hand, and tiny little fingers on the other, and all this stuff doesn't really work well together, and you're like, what? You're like, I don't know why they did that other than for the story plot. It's like, Shockwave was amused to do that? I don't know, or or he was like, oh, make me Senator uh, uh, what did they call the punishment? The, the, the mono eye punishment again in IDW.
0: Oh, Emperor. Imperata. Like, like, it's like, it's
2: like he was all butthurt that he had Imperata. And so he did some kind of weird twisted thing to, to shadow striker. Like, I, I I don't know, you know what the rationalization was, but it it seems a little odd. Like somebody that logical, would, you know, put the wrong parts together for somebody else, you know, for
1: shockwave, who is, is such a perfectionist. Like, why would you make somebody so imperfect? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: What do you guys think of the voice acting in this show? Because it seems to be all like new people, like new talent, or some studio I've never ever heard before. But you know, do, would you have rather had like you know established voice actors, or you know, like even Peter oh. Cullen and Frank Welker back, or you know, or do you do you like these voices? I mean, other, other
2: than the guy who does Prime. He, he keeps saying Teletron, but other than that, I don't. I don't. Ha- I mean, they're reasonable facsimiles. I mean, it, it, they 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 kind of sound like they're going for that G one Prime and G one Megatron, and even the guy who tr- is doing Starscream. I mean, he's doing his best approximation. I think the 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 when when it's not a soundboard, the the guy they have doing Bumblebee kind of sounds like he's trying to do his best Will Friedel thing from Robots in Disguise, you know. S- so so, he's not bad. I I mean, I'm okay with Windblade, and it, you know, thankfully, like she's, you know, what, fifty percent of the the screen time, really. I mean, Shockwave's fine. I I thought I thought Soundwave was a little weird, and I again, uh, you know, Shadow Striker's a bit annoying. I think the guy who does Megatron, even though you don't hear Megatron a lot, does
1: a pretty yeah, good yeah. job.
2: I think he's fine. I mean, yeah, I don't. I think two standouts
1: would probably be for me, um, uh, McAdams and Grimlock. I think they 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 have the most chops. It seems. I thought
2: I thought the the lady who did Slipstream almost sounded a bit like Adrian Barbeau, but I know it's not Adrian Barbeau. But I I kept hearing like I kept hearing you know kind of. The Batman the Animated Series Catwoman voice in Slipstream, you know, and that's why I was like, oh, this just sounds like Adrian Barbeau, but I'm 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 almost 100% positive it's not, but, you know, it kind of sounds like that.
0: What are you doing here, Windblade? I thought they left all the useless bots on Cybertron. Clearly not. You're here. Hmm. Almost got him.
1: Um, yeah, I, I agree about Windblade. I think Windblade sounds fine as well. But, but I, I, I st- I'll still stick by Grimlock and uh, McAdams, I I would not be surprised if it's the same actor because they sound kind of similar, you know. And an actor can change his pitch to be a
2: different. Character. I know,
0: yeah, I, I do know that some of the actors do multiple characters, so okay. it's probably it's probably well, it's likely, probably it's yeah. probably because of the SAG rules, you know. Like you, you have to you have yeah. to do
2: the three voices and then get your get your paycheck or whatever. But what what about you, Mike? I mean, did you bring that up because you have some dissenting opinions? Like do you, do you, do? You, are you not happy with some of the voice acting on the show?
0: Uh, like i I got used to most of the voices i I feel like I don't know, like I said the editing and uh, like the directing of this show is a little distracting. like it's it's very saying it's fast paced is like an understatement. Mm. like I feel like it's like lickety split, fast paced, you know it's like uh, and in the dialogue. you know what's kinda,
2: you know what's like... strange about that though is like you say it's fast paced, but yet i mean i I feel like my strongest criticism of the show is. I'm the most engaged in the Cybertronian flashbacks, but yet, as fast paced as they make the stuff on Earth, if it is fast paced, I feel like it's sluggish and boring. Like, yeah, like I don't even the,
0: the plot. The plot is is very sluggish. Mm. Yes, because
2: it's like it's like, and I was trying to put my finger on why I feel that way, and I, I kind of feel like it's because there's no consequences. Like they never run into any human beings. Like, they're on these apparently walking dead deserted airfields and 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 hangar bays and in the middle of nowhere all the time. And I'm just kinda like, how I mean, I get it, like some of it was clever where they're like, Oh look, uh, Windblade's on the airfield disguised as an airplane and bumblebees parked on the fence right outside of the airfield and I'm like okay well that they're hiding in plain sight they're doing what transformers are supposed to do like I was like that's that, <laughs> that, that, if nobody around? that's kind of clever but it like it doesn't really matter if they're hiding like what Tony was saying if, if nobody's there to see them it's like if they feel totally comfortable transforming right there it's like well, what's the point of hiding in plain sight you know like and again if there, it seems like a lot of these battles inevitably end with like explosions and it's like not only do the explosions like that not only are there no human beings to get hurt by the explosions or, or have any fallout or consequences to the explosions but it seems like even when the explosions are on cybertron or they're on earth it's like i don't know people can it's like We can see people have died on this show, or at least I take it as death, like Alpha Trion and these random kind of red shirt Autobots, like they're being, you know, held you know, Megatron's holding them by the throat and stuff. I'm like, oh, those guys are fucking dead. Right. And, and, and I'm like sitting there (laughs) going like, well, but, but, but Slipstream and her two fucking toadies can get exploded in a warehouse and they're fine. Like, or, 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 you know, uh, you know, we're just talking about Shadow Striker. At least Shadow Striker, yeah, she got blown the fuck up, but then they, you know, they, they reassembled her, right? But it's just like, so sometimes I'm just kind of like, what, what exactly was the consequence of blowing up that air hanger? Like, like, it felt like nothing. Like, not, like nobody died. Like, nothing happened. Like, there wasn't. And I, I, I kind of feel like that's, that's my problem with the present day stuff, where I'm like, what, you know, what? what is the consequence here? Like, who cares who wins or loses if, if there's no stakes? Like, it just felt like there were no stakes, I guess.
1: I, I think the, uh, the Cybertronians, uh, in the interim of the arc being gone, I think they worked really hard, and they had a lot of, uh, Technological achievements and
2: their field of plot armor was really advanced. <laughs> you know I mean I and I I you know again, I did like this series like I don't want to rag on all of it like I have a lot of good positive things to say about it. but one thing I will say and it's gonna be in reference to Mishitma again, is you know what's great about this fucking show is that and I'm just gonna say it and you're not gonna understand it first, but you know what's great is streetlights. And you know why streetlights are fucking great? Because I never in a million years thought that there would be streetlights on Cybertron. But you know what? It makes fucking sense for there to be streetlights on Cybertron. Because they turn into fucking cars, and they might need some fucking streetlights at night. Right? And I never <laughs> thought of it, and they put streetlights on Cybertron, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. You know what's not fine? Fucking swamps and water and bullshit, right? Like that, <laughs> like that's not fine. But the streetlights, and you know what this show has? This show has something that makes sense that was put into Cybertron. So that's, that's a big positive. I like, again, I like all the Cybertronian flashbacks. They have some cool stuff. Um, Teletran X. Kind of reminded me of Skeets from Booster Gold, like, and and he's kind of a yeah uh, a, a fun kind of you know they, they need somebody to talk to character, and so I I kind of thought that that was kind of cool. He was really annoying at first, but I'll be damned if like I don't know if I just got used
1: to him. But there was a, there was a point in the series where not only was I used to him, but some of the shit he said made me fucking laugh. It's like I went from hating him to being like, oh, he's kind of funny. It was like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and, and again, I mean, I'm, you know, if, if you're a fan of the IDW books, there's a lot of cool things that are referenced. I mean, I, I think, again, the episode that really turned this around for me was the third episode where they started having flashbacks. And I, I kind of call the, the Autobot shield that Prime generates. I mean, I should probably call it the Agent Coulson shield shield. But, but, but I think I thought of it as like the Adam West Batman shield and that it's big and honking and it comes out of fucking nowhere, but it's this holographic Autobot, like symbol shield that is on his arm and everything. And like, I totally dig that. And then if he turns into like the, the trailer cab, like the shield can go on his front and it kind of makes sense why like every Decepticon and their brother can like shoot. Full frontal force at him, in, like Transformers the movie, if he has this big hunk and like Adam West Batman shield, you know, and everything in the front, and so like I I think that's pretty cool. I think the the introduction
1: shape yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs>
2: like they, we're gonna plug that into our our Cyberverse toys. I the by by the sixth episode, they started focusing on the gladiatorial matches, you know, like Bumblebee's cheering for his gladiatorial hero Megatron. Like, I thought that was a cool nod. Like, it was a cool way to do that where it didn't get too too grim and grim-dark like it does in the, you know, atrocity, bombosity, whatever those series are, you know? And so, um, so I did appreciate that, and, uh, you know, there were cool little references to... Like, Starscream was talking about scraplets in the episode about Cube, where, you know, it's Cube is a Cybertronian yeah. sport that they play. It's kind of like uh, fucking Prism or whatever the fuck they play on Battlestar Galactica. You know, stuff like that. Gr- Grimlock really was king of
0: the dinosaurs. He was king of the dinosaurs, yeah. And speaking of, they are making a scraplet toy. Like, and it looks just like the scraplets that showed up, I think, on, in, uh, what do you call the Marvel comics? So I was kind of like, Oh, I might get awesome, that. Awesome. It's That's cool. pretty cool.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And,
0: and I guess, yeah. I, I guess, you know, revealing my hand, but I'm, I'm
2: just saving the best for last. But my, my favorite episode was the episode where they went to Velocitron and Bumblebee and Hot Rod show up on Velocitron and they go to race blur and then cosmic rust like infects the planet and they have to like race away from the Cosmic Rust, and it's this total... You know, it was funny, because that, that episode, I felt like there was some epic, cosmic, like, synergy with that episode, because it was like, I think, by the time I had, was watching this show, and we were doing our catch-up on the IDW comics, I felt like, like I read the last Blur stuff in Unicron, and then watched the Cosmic Rust thing, and we were all talking about Crisis and Speedsters and all this other stuff, and, like, I, I, I had the feels when, when Blur became a cosmic, you know, he went, Shh, it was like, I was like, oh, shit, Blur, you were the clone. Like, like, Blur doesn't feel so good. I'm like, I'm going to cry, you know. I was like, I'm going to cry, dude. Like, I thought I thought that was a cool episode. Blur, except for G1, he, he did all right there.
1: He gets the shittiest luck in Animated. Like, in Animated, he got turned into a cube.
2: <laughs> and then here, yeah. he gets the cosmic rest, <laughs> like, and he gets fucked, man.
0: Dude, did, did people just was, hate blur? <laughs> I was surprised they killed him off so fast cuz like he has a toy on shelves like everything like I was like, "Oh wow." Like, okay, he just, you know, he was he was disposable, mm-hmm. I yeah. guess.
1: But did, did that also kind of help you there because that was that was actually uh a moment where there was consequences there was like stakes. well yeah
2: yeah the, absolutely and and that was and and again that wasn't on Cybertron but it certainly wasn't on fucking earth you know like that that was and again that that ties back to you know I was trying to save it for later but you know I kept saying Alpha Trion and you know random ass red shirt guys died on this show but but you know here's a, a shining example of a, a character with a toy on the shelves that that dies in the course of the episode and everything. So, like, that, I thought was, was pretty cool. I mean, the only criticism I have about the episode was the, the douchebag who has cosmic rust. It is like they were too cheap to give him his own little model, so it's like, it was just like a repainted wheeljack model. That I don't know if you noticed that or not, but, like, it's basically... I, I, I like to think that he was Slicer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that like a repaint <laughs> of Wheeljack that's like colored that way or something cuz like I was just like oh dude it's just Wheeljack and he's got like like turd colors or something.
1: It, it's not accurate but I I was joking really but uh the the Action Masters uh, a European release there was
2: a recolored Wheeljack and his name was Slicer. Oh yeah, Slicer. so it, then that must have been Slicer cuz shit he looks just like fucking Wheeljack. Yeah, well
1: yeah, well, yeah, the, I almost forgot about the Lost Tron episode like cuz um, Cool! Well, well, no, no, it, it's not because of that. It's because, like yourself, I too. Well, I mean, Mike is too. We all are big fans of uh, Rodimus, and like fingers crossed, like season
2: two more Rodimus. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look like he's part of the main crew, but but he could show up again. You know, that
0: that the would main, be nice. the main crew looks really large. Like there were, it seems like there were hundreds of Autobots. Yeah, on that's the arc, that's, so. that's 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 true. Yeah, I I, I just felt like.
2: I just thought whoever they showed us like towards the end there was gonna be who we would who we would be dealing with next season, and it seemed like I mean you know they had they had RC and Chromia for like you know female Transformers, and I know at some point like you said Rack and Ruin, it looked like Drift was on there with them, it looked like Receptor was on there with them, and then like Prowl who has a toy on the shelves was definitely there, and Wheeljack and Ratchet. Am I missing anybody? Like, was there anybody else? I don't know why. I have, I did not get a chance to rewatch this, so please correct me.
1: For some stupid reason, I want to say I thought I saw Huffer. I, I, yeah, I
0: don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I could be, I could be false remembering, you know. I
1: I know that Mike, speaking of favorites, Prowl.
0: Yeah, even though Prowl didn't get to do anything but be carried around like a sack of potatoes in this show so far.
2: Dude, we don't, we don't, we don't leave anybody behind, Mike. Even, even, even uh, uh, cold, even cold, pricky logiticians, whatever the fuck, I can't say the word. Anyway, how do you say that? Logic, logic, logiticians, logiticians, even cold, pricky, logiticians. There you go. No Thank you, Tony.
1: I mean, well, I mean, the only reason I yelled that at Mike, sorry I mean to yell at you, is like... As far as like a G one animated Prowl, this is the first one we've gotten years because I'm sorry I'm not counting fucking Energon.
0: Yeah,
2: I guess we're not counting uh, Ninja yeah. Prowl either. Not right? counting Ninja the, Prowl. This is the first G one
0: inspired yeah. Prowl.
2: We've gotten. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So that that made me happy. I was like, "Yay, Prowl back!" And well, I mean, honestly, for fans of Wheeljack, first time Wheeljack's been back in like fucking forever. So, yeah. well, I
0: mean. Like I guess uh, a inventor, Wheeljack at least. Like he looked, he looked the part at least in Prime. But
1: yeah, he looked like Wheeljack. But yeah, he was definitely more. I'm going to cut you.
2: He was more. He he, he was more drifty in uh,
1: in Prime. Yeah. yeah. So it, well, do you think that's like kind of a? I didn't even think about this. It just really popped in my head. Do you think that's like kind of a nice uh, middle ground for for G1 fans? It's like. For, for those who are grumpy and they're like I don't like that Grimlock or or Bumblebee stupid he, he beeps and blurps now it's like well I mean it seems like Wheeljack and even though Proud didn't
2: do a whole lot um they seem to be pretty G1 you know I mean, I'm guessing, like, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing, like, the Bumblebee thing was probably some kind of studio movie synergy mandate thing. And I, I, I mean, I'm just assuming that, right? But I, I'm guessing the reason why you can get away with having, you know, more of a G1, you know, prowl, wheeljack, you know. Oh, you know who I, who I forgot about? Is that, is that supposed to be Ironhide? The, the, cause it, wasn't he the, the bouncer at the, the cube stadium that kept kicking Bumblebee out. Like he was one of the guys that got let out of the stasis cube.
0: Too. I think it could be, but I think Ironhide is like the basis for the generic Autobot mold too. Yeah. So it could be oh, just okay. a guy colored like,
2: I, I I guess my, my train of thought was, and, and see if you can follow me on this was the bouncer guy looked like Ironhide, but he was in black. And I thought maybe it was supposed to be like a, fusion between the Bayverse and the G1 version? Well, I
1: mean, the original Diaclone Ironhide came in red and black.
2: And, and and then there could be a nod to yeah. that, too? Could be either or, or, or yeah. you know, who knows? So I guess of we'll, of we'll find it. out. Yeah, because I don't I don't know a lot of this stuff, you know, off the top of my head or whatever. And then the, the other thing is, is I, I guess all I was going to say was, I mean, other than Bumblebee having to maybe do that, that corporate bit of synergy. I, I don't think Wheeljack and, and Ratchet or Prowl are hold to held to those same standards. It's not like it's not like we had to have a, a, a Blitzwing who was like the Blitzwing from the movie, you know, in the the army of Decepticons or anything. It was just you know what I mean? That's kind of it, it. It seems like that mandate only extended so much, and I, I kind of hope. I mean, my big hopes for the second season is that the Earth based stuff is going to be more exciting because it's not just maybe. And, and and this is not to disparage Bumblebee and Windblade, but I'm just hoping because variety is the spice of life, and and that it'll be exciting to see more Autobots. That that maybe that will be.
0: Did more you guys exciting. see the trailer for season two yet? I have not. I I feel like I should link you to this because it's probably very relevant. And yeah, let let's watch it right now because there's probably a lot to discuss in it. (laughs) I will say that it's they're selling the toys a lot more, basically. But there's some interesting character choices that show. Let me look it up and I'll post it, and we'll we, we will speak of it. Attention, all Autobots. We have found the location of the Allspark. At last, the Allspark is within my grasp. Move aside,
2: Megatron.
0: I have taken command.
2: You know what this means?
0: Yeah. No.
2: Unless we stop the Decepticons, the moon will shatter the Earth.
1: Why continue to fight for this planet?
2: As long as we have a spark in our bodies. We will protect the Earth. We gotta stop Megatron! Grimlock, sorry! Aw, come on. What was that? I saw this yellow beast thing. It was
0: watching us. I am Cheetor, guardian of the Allspark. Let the trial by combat begin.
1: I feel the power. The power that shall destroy
0: you!
2: Whoa, that looks bitchin', dude.
1: Um, okay. First of all, I will say, me and Derek got our dream. Bumblebee can talk. yay.
2: <laughs> Bumblebee can talk, and it looks yeah. that looks pretty bitchin'. Che- like, Cheetor's coming to give I, everyone I, I, some
0: new toys and stuff.
2: Yay! Sup- Supreme Supreme Cheetor finally paid Everybody's off.
0: Everybody's been bitching about
1: nobody giving Beast Wars love. Here you go. I mean, yeah, we had Optimus, well, Optimus Primal and and Machinima, but. Really? Did, did we really have it? I will say there was an interesting character choice I noticed. Female Lugnut?
0: Yeah, it looked like Lockdown and Lugnut. And yeah, Lug, Lugnut sounded like she was female. Like, so, whatever. Not, not
1: mad. I'm just like, yeah. that's interesting. I, I will say, I don't know because it was a very short clip, but it looked like the person who was leading uh, Bumblebee away from the arc was Sideswipe.
0: Yeah, that was a red car. I couldn't tell. It was a really quick clip. Yeah, but hey, sideswipe. I'm always down for some more sideswipe. So yeah. Well, at least it looks like the entire cast will get you know their moments to shine like in the next season. So I'm sure. I'm sure. Proulx will get drug away on somebody's shoulders. Oh. <laughs> um, it, it,
1: it like you said, it went by really quick. I I could be wrong, but but did fucking Prime merge with Starscream?
0: No, that's just his new like cyber armor or whatever. Okay, it was very jetty and I was like, Wait, w- 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 what? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, okay. I look in that Cyberverse thread that Renaud has, like, he posted all the new toys and like the new the new line of toys is like it's almost like they're pretenders. Like they they have like this new ve- this vehicle that comes with them that splits apart and becomes armor for them. I mean, he kind of he kind of looks like he's getting like a star Saber up there. Yeah, like or it it becomes like you know a jet pack and wings for him or whatever. And Megatron has like this helicopter armor.
1: I, mean, I was going to say he looks kind of like Blackout, like the animated one.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of the toys too was Skybite, so maybe he'll show up on the show too. Nice.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that all. That yeah, all looks yeah, I agree cool. with you, Derek. That like you know as you so. Grimlockingly put, uh, you know, bitchin'.
2: <laughs> is that is that supposed to be cup with them in that opening pan? Or is it that looks like
0: I think it might else? be the generic Autobot mold, just colored blue. But uh,
2: I don't know. It looks like he's got like a little goatee or something. But I don't know. No, I just I was just curious, like, or if it's supposed to be like Defcon or somebody. I don't know. It's just like it's somebody blue, somebody old. Did Derek Derek like triggered triggered me there? it's devcon Somebody... not defcon <laughs> what uh, what did I say, and what am I supposed to say uh,
1: no, and uh, you know what you're not the only person who does it everybody does it they say defcon d e f c o n but the character's name is devcon d e v c o n it's 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 stupid, it's like one of those weird uh pet peeves i have really
2: it's devcon like like with a yeah. V.
0: I think i think huh it was supposed to be DEFCON but like the standards and broadcasts made them change it cuz it sounded too mm. I don't know real world or whatever. It's I too guess Too
2: nuclear war. Interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey,
2: Tony Tony's Tony's teaching me stuff all night. Like I I didn't know that. I'm looking it up. I'm like it is DEFCON. Like I I had no idea. All right, fair enough. Well,
1: no, and, and I wasn't actually mad. I was just like I I was schooled on that myself, so I think that's why like I have to correct people because I thought it was Def Con for a long time, too, and I was always like Defcon this defcon that, and I think it was on bot talk someone got really mad at me, and they are like, The character's name is Devcon. It's in the bot talk bucket, blah 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 okay, dude, all right
2: <laughs> it's It's a play on defcon but but they they weren't able to use it, I guess, okay, interesting, all right. Yeah but uh but but you know what though I, I i wouldn't have been able to correct you
1: if you hadn't told me to watch like cyberverse and i finally gave in so you you
0: you, you made me a fan okay. i'm gonna say like looking at that clip again i'm gonna say that's just <laughs> the generic autobot soldier but colored blue because like right before that okay, scene okay. cuts out there's another generic autobot so- soldier colored black at the very end so
2: can 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 i can i give him the fan name of generic can we just generic? Okay, is that gonna catch our? Can we or can jump. We call him? Can we call him yeah. that? Snow? I'm gonna call him shit piece. Generic. <laughs> <laughs> shit piecey. <Gennari.
1: laughs> oh, well. that that fucking video is like over ten years old and is still fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> I just said, uh, like a uh, optimist is just arbi- arbi- gold bug, arbitrarily or arbitrary renames its troops. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you'll be from now on, Cop. Yeah.
2: Shitpease. <laughs> uh Prime, I don't really feel about that. <laughs> shit piece, gold <laughs> uh Goldbug. I don't know, Prime, I feel like shit.
1: <laughs>
0: Your name will be shit. Like at first he's like in that video Uh, he's like like pro Ironhide I need you to uh, they died Prime they're dead (laughs) they're gone (laughs) oh (laughs) well who do we have left
1: yeah I'm here Prime Wheels Wheelie oh shit
0: Blaster what's up you motherfucker. I gotta watch those oh, again. Yeah. Those are funny. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Smooth. Yeah, I Dr. always Smooth. liked his Wheeljack videos where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when it's like Huffer, like, needling him about the Dinobots where he's like, I thought you were supposed to make dinosaurs. <laughs> he's like, fuck you, Huffer. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Huffer. Um,
1: that, guy, that guy is great. I don't know if he's still doing stuff, but jeez. What <laughs> was, was he your did like? Wheeljack, yeah.
0: Wheeljack, this is all your fault. <laughs> it was your bright idea to b- build giant fire-breathing robots and then not give them enough brains to hull their heads from their asses. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm. Well, I guess, I guess, just to, before we get too far off topic, I, I think I'll throw out one last thing and then take us out. But I, I imagine the question, the answer to this question might be no. But I'm just curious because I was kind of eyeing the the Hot Rod Cyberverse toy. But has anybody here, like, looked at or bought any of those Cyberverse toys? Um, I, I, I've seen
1: some videos reviewing them. Yeah, and they're they're, they're not negative. They, they fully say, you know, like, hey, this is like the robots in the they're, skies. They're kids' toys. But I will say, like, I haven't seen one yet. But if they did a really good, like, you know, solid version of that Grimlock, I kind of like that Grimlock robot mode. I think I might buy that.
0: I think they did. Hmm, There is a picture. Like I said, look in that thread that Renaud did of the most, like, recent Cyberverse, like, toy line. And I, I think they are releasing like a sort of ultimate grimlock or whatever like ultra class grimlock that looks like you know decent like they're they're a little simpler than like siege or whatever but they still look pretty okay like i was wondering if i should get like one of the shockwaves like just cuz i you know shockwave looks cool basically no matter what line he's in so but yeah i, I may eventually we'll see
1: yeah i don't i don't need a windblade or a bumblebee or any of the Seekers, th- their designs are not bad for the animated show. It's,
0: it's wholly dependent on the cartoon to sell me these toys, basically. And the first season really didn't do it yet. So maybe the second season will. Yeah.
2: Dude, I, I'm I'm going to get my hot rod and, and maybe I'll get a uh, I don't feel so good blurb <laughs> you know, to, to recreate the epic crisis. Put them in <laughs> the microwave
0: <laughs> or something. Yeah, I don't feel so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: No, I'll just I'll take my I'll take my uh my pen that I've named Shitpiece or my paintbrush that I've named Shit Piece and paint some cosmic rust on them or something, <laughs> you know?
1: Um, I don't think they made one. I, well I don't know. I think I can't remember if you said they did or did not yet, Mike, but uh considering I'll never get a wrong action figure probably from Hasbro, I'd I'd buy him uh McAdams. I I totally would if they made that uh, toy for him. Yes, I know he's Alchemist Prime, but he has Rung's eyes, so yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't know if they've made, I don't think they have yet, but it's, I think it's more possible than ever now, so.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And then when does, when is season two supposed to start up again? Um,
0: I don't think they said, they just showed that trailer and then that's it.
2: All right. Well, I mean, you know, if if you were kind of on the fence about this, uh, I guess I hope we've convinced you to check it out. I mean, I kind of kept twisting Tony's arm until he did and so he was happy with it. So, if you're on the fence, you know, odds are you'll you'll end up being kind of happy like Tony was. And I think this will do it for tonight. So, until the next time, uh, you know, of course, if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at fanalspodcast at com. In addition to Transformers Tuesdays, we've got all kinds of other shows. We've got our fanholes podcast proper, we've got comics, motherfucker, do you read them, where we talk about comics, we've got Big in Japan, where we talk about anime, we've got Justice, not entirely dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast, we've got Mobile Suit Mondays, Toku Thursdays, Sentai Saturdays, so yeah, and then we're on all kinds of social media, we're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, and we're on iTunes, so go ahead and check us out on all those social platforms. And until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC,
0: signing off. Hey, it's Mike, and I am Crew. I am too, Crew.
2: Hey, guys,
1: it's Tony. Uh, Thanks for listening, and I have totally figured out the problem. Teletron 1 is broken.
0: Yeah, but Teletron Teletron. 1 is just fine. That's why they can't get it to activate, because Optimus just keeps calling it Teletron. It's like it's (laughs) voice activated, from. You've got to say it right. This
2: show is kind of like if the search for Spock took 18 episodes and they had a bunch of cool flashbacks <laughs> to Star Trek 2. the rest of mm-hmm. Yeah, and like,
1: uh, kept calling him Mr. Spock. Save Spock.
0: Or Kirk was calling
2: him Spock. He was like, Spock. Yeah, it was like, Spock. And then everybody else, everybody else calls him Spock. <laughs>
0: Spunk, Spunk,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mister
0: Spunk. What is it, You like Medea or something? <laughs> oh no, if, if Medea would be Spurk, <laughs> Spurk, <laughs> Spurk, I love <allure of> you. <laughs>
1: oh, well, Derek did say Fork earlier. Fork, so <laughs> 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 which I knew I sure love you, Spurk. <laughs> Our 15-minute show is in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Cyberverse! 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 It is our mission to destroy any affection you have for Bumblebee.